0: Does it seem like your kids have kind of been glued to their screens since the pandemic began? I know for absolute sure it's a daily battle in our house with remote learning, even some extracurricular activities online. It's really almost hard to get away from the screen. So if you feel like you're at your wit's end when it comes to screen time, you've tuned in to the perfect conversation today. Hi, I'm Gina Melton with the Just Kids Health podcast from Children's Hospital and Medical Center. Join me as I talk with the region's pediatric experts about everything related to children's health, from medical issues to mental health, all to keep your child healthy, safe, and strong. And isn't that what we all want? So just sit back and listen, or you can multitask or work out whatever you want to do. Now, today, we welcome Dr. Tony Pesavento. We're going to talk about navigating screens and social media. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we've addressed this before with the doctor. We talked about bullying and cyberbullying. But today, we're going to get just a little more focused on you know screen time and so much of it during this pandemic. So good to have you here again today. It's
1: great to see you, Gina.
0: Great to see you. This is like the question that all of my parent yep. friends ask. Yep. How much screen time is too much screen time?
1: Oh, yeah. And it's one of the most common questions I get in my clinic. It's one of the most common questions I get when I'm working out at the gym. It's the most common question I get <laughs> on text messages, you name it. Yeah, I even get screen time questions about screen time. You <laughs> better that's believe funny. it. Um it's 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 probably one of the more challenging things about being a parent in 2021 is understanding and knowing how to manage screen time. And there are the basic recommendations. So let's go over the, what the what the big organizations say. So sure. the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry say if your kid is 18 to 24 months, it should be limited to just video chat. If your kid is two to five years old, they recommend about one hour per day on a weekday and three hours per day on a weekend. If your kid is six years and older, they recommend firm limits. And if you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes. This is a podcast.
0: <laughs> firm limits, Which yeah.
1: <laughs> is, they recommend about two hours a day during the week and on weekend, they don't make a recommendation probably because they know no one's gonna follow it. Right. Um, Those are the numbers. Is that realistic? Really hard to say. Is that realistic in today's world, where we rely on screen time for almost everything, even school, uh, for due to the recent pandemic? It's really hard to tell. It's so when people ask me what is appropriate screen time, I think the first thing I tell them is. You gotta you gotta break down what screen time is because not all not all screen time is created equal. I had a, little, a couple of kids who have been a little bit mischievous and tell me, "Well, Doctor Pascavento, I can only go to my first two periods due to your screen time recommendations." Oh, yeah.
0: Right. Well, well done. <laughs>
1: um, so you've got to break down what screen time is because there's also screen time can be really really beneficial not only for school but for learning programs. FaceTime and grandma and grandpa when you can't go see them. There's a lot of great screen time in there. So really it's about breaking down screen times into what is educational and just general beneficial versus what is more relaxation recreational screen time.
0: Absolutely. Now that's and I read this crazy study. I want I want to see what you think about this. It's just related to yeah. what you were just saying. They did this study at UCLA, right? And they found that the sixth graders who went five days without exposure to tech. Do you know what I'm talking about here? No, no. They said when uh, sixth graders went five days without exposure to technology, they were significantly better at reading human emotions in people. Than kids who had regular access to phones, to TVs, to computers, and that's what I worry about sometimes with my boys. Mm Because like, if I call them, they're like, "Why are you calling me? Mm -hmm. You know, you're supposed to be texting me, right?" And I don't know if they're gonna know socially what to do.
1: It is so interesting, and um, it is something that we see all the time. And I I agree with you. I I I worry about it too. Um, I think the 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 best part of that study is five days off screens and kids were able to revert close to back to how they normally would interact. So it's not like we're causing permanent damage across the board. Right. But it is a different way of communicating. It is a different way of interacting with others. And I think that we're seeing that, especially I refer back to it, the pandemic, the way that we do pandemic, because now we work on screens for the most part. Mm -hmm. I know I do. I outside of my hospital responsibilities, all of my outpatient stuff is done over a screen and it's a totally different way of doing things. It's really hard to read emotions. It's really hard to read nonverbals when you're not interacting with the person in the same room. Um, and so I, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily surprise me that kids who have less exposure to screens did better with the more human contact.
0: You say that about like I, I do meetings, you know, these Teams meetings yeah. or Zoom meetings, yeah. right? And I, I find myself first of all, I'm looking at myself on the video and not the other people, totally. which is so weird. Like oh, yeah, I been... think we all do that, right? But then the other thing is you just can't feel their energy. Like no. you don't know exactly no. oh whoops, I accidentally talked over them because I feel like you can't yeah. exactly feel that, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I read I read another thing that has gone totally by the wayside in terms of just general in terms of general interaction is humor. Mm-hmm. Because you can't even tell if people like your jokes. Right. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you, you, there's, there might be a laugh, but it's delayed, or some people, or even if you're doing just like a, like I, I do a lot of lectures um, mm-hmm. for medical students, half the time they've got their camera off. I don't know if they like what I'm saying or <laughs> <Right>. not. It's, <laughs> it's just a different deal.
0: It is. It's a totally different deal. Well, that brings me to this question How about teaching kids media literacy and social media etiquette? What are, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Again, it's really hard. And, and, and that if the expert's saying it's hard, then it must be hard. No, I think the biggest thing that you need to do when you're talking to kids about social media is you have to emphasize that it's almost no different than friendships, meaning you got to know who's on the other end. And you got to have some physical contact at some point with that person on the other end, just so you know that, that what they're getting and receiving is legitimate. And that's not only a social etiquette thing, that's a safety thing in general. And so that's really hard. And that's really hard as parents. And I know a lot of kids have you know friends that they meet online and such. And I think that's good in certain aspects because it allows kids from all across the world to connect. I think that's amazing. But it also makes me very cautious about mm-hmm. who our kids are interacting with. So I really strongly encourage kids and parents to, if you're interacting with somebody, kind of know who's behind that, who's behind that um, name. Kind of know that individual at least in some way.
0: Well, and that includes like even video games because yeah. my boys play video Absolutely. games with kids they don't know, totally. and, or you know, hopefully kids. Mm-hmm. But it's just how do you know what to share and things like that? What are you sharing on social media? Yep. What are you sharing uh, with those people that you're gaming with?
1: Yeah, and that's another, that's another great topic for kids. It's not only who you're talking to; it's what you're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you're playing Madden and you're talking about oh Russell Wilson, what a great pass! Probably not the most harmful thing in the world, right? Sure. But if you're playing Madden and you're talking about, you know, what's going on in your family that week, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different if you don't know that other person and it can be a little bit frightening. And if you're, and especially if they're sharing more personal details and more personal information, it can be, it can be anxiety provoking.
0: A lot of it is boundaries, right? Um, yeah. Y- you tons, know, tons of boundaries and, and as parents too, setting those boundaries, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, 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 there's there's all there's a lot of great studies about how kids model what their parents are doing, and I think that as as when they see parents who are texting and and chatting and and using social media, it's almost like a, that's okay. It's a permission slip. I'm not saying that that's wrong either. I'm not. I just think it's more. It's all about the limits again. I think it's important to have conversations with kids about what you're doing and who you're chatting with, and you know. Hey, I, I give me a second. I got to send Aunt Linda a quick message, you know, sure. just to kind of just to kind of reinforce this is what I'm doing. It's not that I'm sending a message to somebody that I don't know. Just to let kids know that you're being cognizant and under and, and are thinking about what you're doing on their phone so that you're modeling what you want them to be doing.
0: Modeling behavior. Absolutely. I love that. I didn't even think about that saying that to my kids. That's wonderful advice.
1: Yeah. And it's the same on your social media account. It's, you know, what what parents share on social media can be often a reflection of what their kids are sharing. Mm -hmm. and So make sure that you're setting limits on what you share on social media and your kids will often fall asleep.
0: Parenting is hard work. Parenting during a pandemic is even harder. Parenting You from Children's is here to help. With our new virtual format, you can watch short videos on some of parenting's most popular and challenging topics at your convenience. Visit childrensomaha.org slash parenting you today. How do you kind of cut back on screen time Mm -hmm. without starting a fight (laughs) gosh the
1: the most fights that i see when parents try to start cut screen time are when they try and do it in one fall swoop it's Mm. i i go back to the adage of don't blame the kid when you give them candy 100 nights in a row and the one night you take it away they get mad right that doesn't work that doesn't work so let's take a raw number and say that oh. Use your kids. So let's say your kids are spending three hours a day on screens, mm-hmm. and your goal, I, you come to see a professional, and they say, "You know, Gina, that really should be two. If you go from three to two, there's going to be a lot of pushback, right? Right. Now, if you say, if you meet with your kids and say, "Okay, this is what we got to do, but this is how we're going to do it," we're going to go two forty-five, two hours forty-five minutes for the first two weeks, mm-hmm. and we're going to back it down slowly, and we're going to talk about how and why we're backing it down slowly and giving them the reasons for that, that's going to go a lot better than if you just say we're just going to take it all away at once and we're just going to go down to this limit and that's it because it's like anything else. So before we started talking about this podcast, we were talking about our caffeine intakes. If I were to go from large Starbucks to small Starbucks, not only would I be cranky, but I'd have a big headache.
0: Right, right.
1: But So how would I do it in a reasonable way? I'd cut down slowly. Mm-hmm. I'd have to you know, really moderate, moderate how much I'm doing in, in smaller amounts. And it, it's no different for screen time and cutting back.
0: And that brings me to this. I know you have a younger son and you I do. have like a tween and a teen kid. So I'm assuming how you talk to them about this is different, yep. you know, in all scenarios from toddler up to, you know, teenager.
1: Yeah, you got to meet them on their level my son uses screens to watch uh, television shows that he enjoys Mm -hmm. um, to where I'm sure your sons use screens to communicate with their friends. And there's a whole different paradigm there, right? Because if I were to tell my son that we're going to cut back a little bit, he'd be upset about watching his TV shows, but life probably goes on. You're getting into the idea of I'm cutting back your contact with your friends. That's a whole different deal. And that's going to be perceived completely differently than my son. And so that it's just, it's got to be, and that's why understanding the paradigm and understanding how you're going to talk to kids is, is going to be important. That's why cutting down screen time in the pandemic is a lot different than cutting down screen time in two years ago, because you're taking away uh, two years ago, you're taking one of their outlets away now you might be taking their only outlet. And that's legitimate, right? Because you, totally. if, you're, if you're being responsible with the pandemic, they're might not. they probably not seeing their friends pretty often.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, you know, if if parents need help, there's always you at Children's Hospital <laughs> we, and the staff at Children's here. Hospital. You're yep. always there. and happy I happy to be there. That feels really good to know because yep. it's a, a hospital that's made totally for kids.
1: Yep. And that's that's what we do, and' that's, that's, that's almost all we do. And if you kind of looking at when do I need a children's doctor, mm-hmm. the biggest, the, big, the biggest times that I see kids who struggle with screen time kind of transition from maybe even normal excessive use to we really, really need help come from a little bit of what we talked about during our last podcast is when we get into cyberbullying and we get into kids seeing social, identi- social media as their only real source of identity and real source of self-confidence mm-hmm. which can in turn lead to symptoms of anxiety and depression and that's where really where the doctors here can come into play we're happy to talk to you about screen time guidelines all you want but if if i were if you were to ask when do you really want to seek out a mental health professional it's when you start to see other areas of their life impact sc- impacted school sports friends' interactions, if if that is being overshadowed solely by their need for social media, then that's a great opportunity for us to get involved and see how we can provide assistance.
0: Dr. Pasavanto, thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to see you as always.
0: Nice to see you. Kids are lucky that get to come see you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Just Kids Health podcast. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And for more information on how we can help your child, visit childrensomaha.org and follow us on social media.